Michigan, we got a problem. Uh, in spite of a small bump in our population, we are not uh, anywhere near growing as fast as we need to for our economic health and future. We also are not graduating enough talented people uh, to satisfy the needs of our business community. All of this will be brought into clearer focus next week as the Detroit Policy Conference uh, gets undertaken at the Motor City Casino Hotel. Sandy Barua, President and CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber, joining us live this morning. Sandy, good morning and Happy New Year. Good morning and Happy New Year to you all. So we've had the, I mean, since our, our get-together up at Mackinac in, uh, in the spring, we've had the Whitmer Population Council come through with its recommendations. What will you be focusing on in that blueprint uh, in this uh, forthcoming con- conference? Well, what we wanted to do is we wanted to take the work of the governor's council, which I was proud to serve on, and I think we came up with some really strong uh, recommendations. I'm really proud of that work, uh, but really kind of focus it on southeast Michigan, you know, you know, Detroit and the surrounding area. So what does it mean for us, and what can we do, regardless what the state does, what can we do to grow the population of southeast Michigan? So that's kind of how the vision of the conference uh, is is laid out. And we have, you know, the same chairs uh, that chaired the Governor's uh, Population Council, Ambassador John Ricolta and Shirley Stancato, who serves as a governor at Wayne State University. They're going to be the chairs of our conference. Uh, Sandy, uh, will Mayor uh, Duggan have a, a part in this as well? Because, you know, when Mayor Duggan was first elected, he says, judge my administration what I did on on growing the population of the city of Detroit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Lloyd. Uh, the, the mayor is uh, is confirmed. We're we're always happy to have the mayor at both the Mackinac Policy Conference and the Detroit Policy Conference. I think he may have missed one Detroit Policy Conference over the years, and that's it. So we're really excited to have the mayor. We're also going to have. Uh, you know, our three county executives, uh, Warren Evans and Dave Coulter and Mark Hackle. Uh, we've got uh, Kimberly Espy, who we all know is the new president for Wayne State uh, University. Uh, and, you know, and several, several other people that, you know, you will all recognize. Nikolai Vitti from, you know, the Detroit Public Schools Community District and Angelique Power from the Skillman Foundation and uh, Portia Roberson, who uh, heads Focus Hope. Uh, so we've got a great lineup of people, and I just kind of scratched the surface of who's going to be part of this. Uh, Sandy, you mentioned it's a who's who for the speakers, for the panel topics, et cetera. Who are the people coming to this conference and how do they go out into the world, into the community and and help population growth? Yeah, so the Detroit Policy Conference, Jamie, is certainly our most kind of diverse uh, population mix. I mean, certainly we have, uh, you know, our core audience, which are chamber members, which are all business owners or business runners. Uh, You know, we're obviously a business organization, so that's our key audience. But it also attracts a lot of community leaders. So people, you know, who, you know, you know, work, you know, work out in in the community, uh, work for nonprofits, uh, work for educational institutions, uh, you know, work for service organizations. So it is a real mix. Uh, and what we, the way we built the Detroit Policy Conference, and that we're now in our either tenth or eleventh year, I lose track. 
uh, is kind of a Mackinac policy conference, but just for the Detroit region. Uh, so it's much more accessible. The uh, agenda is much more targeted uh, at Southeast Michigan. Um, and of course, you know, you don't have to travel. You don't have to spend the night. Uh, it's, it's a lot more affordable. When you look at the recommendations, Sandy, and your participation in this, especially as it relates to K through 12 education, which I, I guess you're not even calling it K through 12 anymore. I think it's pre-K through 13, right? You want to expand both pre-K and, and post-secondary uh, options. But as you look at that, what's the one thing that we absolutely need to get behind and, and get bipartisan support to, to make that first leap to, to being more effective uh, with our education system and, and initiating the kind of turnarounds that we've seen successfully done in places like Tennessee? Yeah. So, listen, I, 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 I want to be the first to say that, you know, uh, if you ask you know, uh, a dozen people, you might get 10 different responses as to what the answer to that question is. But for me and for the Detroit Regional Chamber, it's about student performance. The most important thing we need to do is to raise the standards of what our educational system uh, uh, is expected to do. Uh, we look across Michigan and, you know, even if you live in one of these affluent areas like, say, a Gross Point or a Bloomfield or East Grand Rapids or, you know, whatever it is, our highest performing school districts don't perform as well as high performing school districts in other parts of the country. So when we say that, you know, Michigan's educational um, levels are less than average, this isn't just a you know, a big city problem, you know, a Flint problem, a Pontiac problem. This is, you know, a, uh, a problem across the state, including our affluent districts. So you just can't throw money at, at, at the schools, uh, Sandy. You're saying basically, you know, if this happening in, in these affluent areas, it's not just about money. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, some of our, you know, large school districts, you know, there's actually, they spend a lot of money yeah. uh, on, a, on a per, per student basis, but we're still not getting uh, getting the results. You know, oh, when I, um, I, I also serve on the Launch Michigan uh, board, and that has been, you know, going now for about the last five years, really examining uh, and kind of slowly chipping away at the policy solutions for, you know, how do we fix kind of our K through 12 system. And one of the things that I've learned through that is that, you know, it's not the people in the process. It is the process itself. The process that, you know, we have in Michigan to educate a child is just broken, to, to, to be honest. You know, we don't have the right support systems in place. We don't have the right standards in place. Uh, you know, teachers obviously need to be, you know, paid better and, you know, provide more support in, in the goal of supporting uh, supporting our students in the, in the classroom. So, you know, I would say that, you know, at the end of the day, a high school graduation needs to mean something. It just can't mean that you put in your time. It needs to mean that you have reached uh, sufficient skills um, that are quantifiable, that employers can know that, okay, this person graduated from a high school in Michigan. I know him or her can do X, Y, and Z. And, and there's... Part of this also in that is bringing young professionals to this area and there are perspectives you're going to give on bringing these people here and what they want. Yeah, exactly right, Jamie. I mean, the, uh, you know, and I'm, I, I'm probably a little bit more uh, out front on this than maybe some others, but it's really about 
attracting and retaining young educated professionals. I mean, when you look across, you know, not just the country but the world in terms of the areas that are growing economically and really attracting jobs, you know, they are a magnet for young educated professionals. So we have to do a better job of that. I mean, as Guy said in the lead-in, you know, Michigan's population is growing, but it's growing at such a lower rate than, frankly, the rest of the country, our neighboring states, certainly our economically uh, peer states are, um, that we're, we're, just, we're just losing ground literally every day. And I think young educated professionals are a big key to that. I want to have my glass half full on this, Sandy, but when I look at prior attempts to set standards and then uh, put accountability for those standards and active penalties in place, that's all been watered down in the last 12 months by the uh, Democrat-led legislature that was responding to some legitimate concerns on the part of some educators, but also stripping out a lot of the accountability. So where do we go from there if we're watering down our standards? Well, the nice thing about uh, both the Governor's Council and the Launch Michigan effort is that they, uh, they both included you know, business leaders and education leaders, as well as you know, a broad array of, of people from all sorts. So I think that the combination, the, kind of like the one-two punch of what Launch Michigan has done over the last few years, plus the alignment that the council came up with, alignment with the Launch Michigan recommendations. I think there's some. Uh, I think there's some momentum there now that there wasn't there before, and you know, accountability needs needs to be there absolutely. Otherwise, you know, frankly, it, it's it's not going to work. And you know, from my view, I'm not wedded to any particular accountability system. It just needs to be an accountable right. accountability system that works. Okay, uh, you know, in with a legislature evenly evenly divided in the House. Um, maybe uh, we've got some potential there for uh, actual consensus building because without a majority, you're not going to have any one of those silos in, in a position to, uh, to to call the shots. Um, Sandy, we uh, look forward to Thursday. And uh, for those that want to sign up for the Detroit Policy Conference, how do they do that? Uh, go to our website, DetroitChamber.com backslash DPC. Uh, it is, if you're a chamber member, it's $215. If you're not quite yet a chamber member, uh, we're happy to take your check for $265. All right. Very good. And again, that's next Thursday at the Motor City Casino, correct? Uh, the, the 11th of January. All right. Very good. Sandy, thanks so much. You bet. Take care. Speaking of accountability, uh, is that what we saw at Harvard University yesterday as the president, Claudine Gay, resigned um, but didn't exactly accept responsibility for her own words in the process. Was race a part of it? A lot of folks are saying that it was. We'll break it down for you next on JR Morning at 649.